0: Alrighty, welcome to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. We're at the Southern Hemp Expo here in Nashville, Tennessee. Man, it has been quite a week, has it, Jesse? It sure has, Jess. Another Jess, Jesse Kearns from New Bloom Labs. How's it going, folks? It has been quite a week. How many people would you say you've you've run into, Jesse?
1: Man, it's been a really good show for us. There has been great floor traffic. You know, a lot of these shows, some of them can be in remote areas and, and aren't advertised as well. Morris and his team have done a really great job and have executed a plan here to have multiple facets of a of a trade show, I'll say. There's music festivals, there's sections over here for specific fiber and grain, and it's just been a really good show for us. And, of course, as an analytical laboratory that has a, a lab right down the road, this is our backyard. This is what you would call a home game for us. So a lot of our clients are here, and we call it a Team New Bloom party. Y'all, are, uh, y'all have a lab in Chattanooga, correct? Yes, yes. So I'm the co-founder of New Bloom Labs. We have a facility in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and another one in Dallas, Texas. We perform rapid chemical analysis on cannabis and cannabis-derived products for the purpose of legal compliance, quality control, and consumer safety. Um, I talked about how I've seen labs from
0: products in Florida that has New Bloom on it. Um, what states have you, would you say you know you've seen from other... Obviously, you've got Tennessee coming in. Yeah. You know Florida now.
1: Yeah, I mean... We feel like we have a national footprint because of a few things that set us apart, mainly our our ethical and reliable lab testing practices and our rapid turnaround. We have great customer service, and we report most tests the next business day. So we feel like we have a national footprint. Our lab in Dallas was strategically put in Dallas because it's further north in Texas, and we get a lot of business out of Colorado In Oregon and other states that are around there because there's so much mail and so much shipping in Dallas that you can get pretty much any package in the United States to Dallas in a day.
0: Oh yeah. It's easy. There's obviously other package companies besides just the regular postal service.
1: Yeah. It's an easily accessible area. Um, Yes.
0: Remember correctly, y'all are in the Oak cliff area.
1: Oak cliff is where, uh, is where my home is and that's where my apartment, that's, that's where I live. And that's what I call home. I tried to make a small town out of a very big place. And on the other side of the river, oak cliff is a really great neighborhood um eddie's right down the road of oak cliff cultivators and it's just a real community feel that i've i've really come to enjoy but our lab is located about 20 minutes up the road near love field right off 35e so the west dallas area we just had the texas cannabis roundup yeah.
0: and you were telling me like my lab's just right down the street from
1: here. yeah, yeah we say it's just a dog led par five away nice <laughs> so how, how are you enjoying nashville for this Nashville's been really good. It's been really great. So uh, I flew in at the beginning of the week and did a couple of days at the Chattanooga Laboratory. Got to check in with some staff and see how things were going there. And then on our way up Thursday, we stopped by Volunteer Botanicals. They have a booth here. Um, they're a, a, a tablet company. They make kind of like a little sweet tart type tablets and stuff. Uh, they do custom formulations for folks. They've helped out a lot of sick folks And uh, and they have really great products. And they make you know large large orders also. And they had a ribbon cutting at a new facility they had uh, on some property. And they, you know, had some state reps come by in and, and the news and stuff. And they've just been great, colla- you know, had a great collaboration with them for years. So we wanted to come there, see their facility, and uh, and welcome them into their new You mentioned the tablets,
0: tablets. What I've got on my mind now is that um, like a
1: Pez dispenser. Yeah. With hemp, With hemp Pez. Yeah, they do. They help out a lot of really sick folks. You know, a lot of people don't have access to... And not necessarily high THC, but a custom formulation to help them if they are going through first-time cancer treatments or chemotherapy, and you don't really know what to expect. They can kind of recognize pull it as like
0: a compounding facility. Exactly. Nice. That's um. I've had salves made like that for like my knees, where they put different yep. stuff in different levels, and mm-hmm. you adjust it according to their need. And it's this miracle that you've made this compound yeah. adjustment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of great products out here, but as as they everyone will clearly say, everyone's endocannabinoid system is different. So you're going to respond to different products differently than your own brother would. Uh,
0: um, I know in the past you've talked about what all your, your tests cover as far as uh, analysis goes. Maybe you give another, if y'all, yeah. y'all have got new ones y'all have done or. Yeah.
1: So we're in the process. We're going to add some more residual solvents and pesticides to meet a couple of other state regulations that have added some more. So in order to to do, continue doing business in, in Florida and stuff like that, they, have added some things that, you know, just takes us a couple of months to, to add on also. But, you know, our main stock and trade is that potency test. We're up to 21 total cannabinoids. We've recently added the two enantomers of HHC reported as 9R HHC and 9S HHC. We have clear resolution between Delta 8 and Delta 9, and we do it very rapidly and ethically. Uh, you can check out our website. We recently released a a statement of laboratory ethics that goes into several layers of what really uh, some practices that we're really proud of and that has served us well in the industry since 2019 awesome I'm, i see the box here and
0: yeah you know the logo what you're looking for um what you got in the box <laughs>
1: so this is one of our sampling kits this is one of the things that that we uh we tooled up at our very first year it contains all the materials that you need to send us a sample as you guys well know there's a lot of remote areas in texas and tennessee And you might not have access to the proper materials you need to send us a sample. The main thing is this coffee bag right here. This is a non-lined, thick paper coffee bag that will allow moisture to escape, and and you can ship your fresh, wet hemp samples in this. We do compliance testing in nine states, also with the USDA. So wet samples that are taken by an official sampler are going to be very wet by nature, literally dew on the plants in the morning. So you need something that's going to suck up some of that moisture, and it let some of it out. Absolutely. It does let it breathe. And these vials, we also offer these. These are for salves and tinctures, and while a product formulator or a manufacturer's formulating a tincture, and they don't really have their bottle ready yet because they don't know what to put on the label. So you can put it in this vial, ship it up to us, and we'll give you a result the next day. Also, sample collection instructions, Then there's order forms. The sample submission form is what you fill out and uh, enclose in the box along with the sample. Awesome. It's great hearing you. I've got new things coming up um, as far as testing is concerned.
0: You're showing off this lab kit. I mean, it's, it gives a great idea of what you're getting and how you're going to send things off. Because even I've been puzzled by what these kits look like at times, how this process would work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also understand uh, you and New Bloom are part of the Industrial Hemp Coalition.
1: Yeah.
0: So my bad, Texas Hemp Coalition. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I've been very proud to work with Alyssa Nolan and the Texas Hemp Coalition from the very beginning. I've been a, a vice president and executive board member from the first day. and We've been out here advocating uh, and provide education and networking for Texas hemp. There's no doubt the first year, uh, first year in production, COVID was happening. We're in a pandemic. You know, a lot of people working from home and the government bodies weren't readily available. And a lot of folks had questions. So we started our hemp coalition to alleviate that bottleneck in in information and be an advocacy group. And as you well know, uh, as, as I saw Jesse many, many times at the Capitol, where the rubber really meets the road for us is at the Capitol during the legislative session when the hemp cleanup bill came out. And a lot of wild things happened. Everybody knows, you know, the Delta 8 ban came in and uh, essentially killed the bill. And that was unfortunate. It was becoming a war.
0: Yeah, it was like an outright war. They were trying. It, it seemed like there was a setup to put pit the farmers against the retail side.
1: And And just the timing of the whole thing was a little unfortunate. But that's why we're. The, the wheels are in motion now the the draft bills are are getting proposed and we're gonna we're gonna be ready next year and we're gonna be ready this year for for those so draft bills are coming there's gonna there was a lot of really positive things on the hemp bill side that did get cut because of the delta 8 ban and uh and Jesse was there on the front lines i say it often Jess. if there is a five people on a sidewalk street corner in austin talking about cannabis within 10 minutes Jesse Williams will be there and he will be Giving the proper information and allow and and giving the proper education for folks that are learning about cannabis, curious about cannabis, but still are a little uneasy, and erasing that stigma and being out here in the community and showing that it's safe and that it has many more benefits than just some intoxicating effects. Y'all have an event coming up, correct? We do have an event. The Texas Hemp Summit is November tenth and eleventh weekend at Texas a. Texas a and College Station. Yeah, College Station, Texas yeah. AM. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be really, really great product. We're gonna have a lot of a lot of vendors. There's gonna be a lot of speakers. Representative King is gonna be there. Also Sid Miller will be there giving his state of the uh, state of hemp and on the agricultural side. That's real exciting. Awesome. Great to be
0: hearing about that. I've I've heard several other people talk about Texas A M, not just for their hemp. Apparently, the legal program, their legal program, I guess, was when they started putting that in, was focusing on some cannabis stuff as well. Yeah. So that combined with them having the hemp program is awesome to hear. The data, again, where can people find out more information?
1: You can find out anything you need to know about New Bloom Labs at newbloomlabs.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at New Bloom Labs. And uh, if anybody ever needs to contact me directly, you can contact us at 844-TEST-CBD.
0: Awesome. Well, that is going to do it for this segment of the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. I'm joined by guest Jesse Kearns of New Bloom Labs. We'll be right back after these sponsor messages. We're at the Southern Hemp Expo in Nashville, Tennessee. Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flour, pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta EAT, and merch. For more information on their products quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com.
2: Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas. A full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas. From traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit ThriveTX.com for more information. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams.
0: To the Lone Star Collective podcast, I'm your host Jesse Williams. I'm at the Southern Hemp Expo in Nashville, Tennessee. It is Saturday afternoon. Been having a wonderful time this week. Going out meeting new people, meeting new vendors here in Tennessee. All all sorts of collections from the South, across the U.S. Really. I'm joined by Diane O'Gede. Yep,
3: Diane Ogete. Yep.
0: Um, you've come here just as a regular attendee. Yeah. Um, Explain your background a little bit. I saw a software engineer on the card yeah, you gave me.
3: Yeah. So, hi, everyone. My name is Diane. I am originally from Chicago. Uh, currently, I work as a software developer for an industrial retailer, industrial tool retailer. Um, but also, like, kind of outside of work, I've dabbled in, in various other things. So, I have a swimwear brand called Aya Swimwear. Uh, my partner, he's very interested in the industrial um, uses of hemp fibers. Um, and so I've been working with him throughout this summer to kind of come up with methods that he can replicate to create uh, bioplastics. Um, and so that's kind of where would led us to where we are now to coming down to Tennessee and checking out the Southern Hemp Expo. Uh, for me personally, just for more education, to understand the industry as a whole, uh, the players, what are some um, friction points for people in this industry what are some regulations people are trying to push for how to better educate myself so i can go out and you know make change or like make sure i'm um, practicing best practices basically uh so yeah that's kind of why i'm here
0: so yesterday because we 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 met at the mixer and then we were Mm -hmm. talking we went and had like a a drink and like i had a dinner (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) We um, were talking about y'all are interested in the Texas field of things.
3: Yeah, yeah. So we live in Chicago. We all just personally would love to live somewhere warm. Um, my partner, his brother, just moved down to Texas to San Antonio, and he's been trying to get us to come down there. But we also, you know, as people who are interested in, like, potentially one day, like, growing our own business, starting our own business, we want to go somewhere that is has a supportive environment for that. Um, and so, yeah, Texas is somewhere that a lot of people kind of generally say is a good place for business owners, for people who kind of want, you know, tax reasons. Um, Texas is a good place. But, I, you know, I'm kind of uh, curious, like, I mean, I'm here in Tennessee and I'm hearing really great things coming from the Department of Agriculture here. Um, a lot of uh, partnership between politicians and farmers and business owners in Tennessee. So I, I don't want to overlook some other good opportunities in other places. But Texas, yeah, for sure is uh, where we're looking into as well.
0: What kind of questions do you have about Texas you yeah. think would be pertinent that possibly our audience could answer or I could try to sure. answer?
3: Yeah, so I've learned a lot here at this expo. Um, a lot of it is just uh, educating myself on the difference between the hemp fiber grain versus the flour. And so as someone who's trying to you know, enter into this industry, like, what are some Friction points specific to Texas that people are facing, like if they want to go in and uh, you know open a a dispensary or uh, come out with a CBD line, is it open for folks to vertically integrate so they have land and they can grow the uh, flower themselves, the hemp themselves, or is it something where they have to do a lot of more more strategic planning where they get things from out of state and then bring it in and
0: like how how's it work? I'd say it's a personally, I would say it's a combination of the two. Like you're allowed to vertically integrate. If okay. you want to do so, there's nothing stopping anybody from doing vertical integration. From my understanding, I think like Florida requires vertical integration. Okay. But we don't require it. Yeah. Um, but there is strategic planning, like if you're going to be farming, you obviously as our ad commissioner said in the past, do not farm unless you know you've got a buyer lined exactly, up. Exactly, yeah. And that's just to me I'm like that's smart business. Yeah. It's but it's also for people who are coming in who are new, it's like make sure you have You've got a strategy before you start Mm -hmm. because there's people who jump in, they buy, they get loans for a lot of equipment and then they have no clue how to actually even really grow it. Mm -hmm. They need a consultant to come in. There's been some some shady consultants in the field.
3: Yeah, they'll
0: take take your five grand and Mm -hmm. never consult. Yeah, but we're we're opening a lot of manufacturing facilities for industrial. Um, I think it's Panda Biotech. Is finishing up one in Wichita Falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, they claim it will be the largest industrial hemp processing plant in the United States. Wow, okay. Uh, so they're putting, putting the finishing touches on it from what I've heard. Yeah. We've got a couple of hemp processors here and there. Uh, Texas Hemp Processors, um, they've been here at the convention. I want to shout out to them. Uh, they're te- obviously Texas group, Lucas mm-hmm. Evans. Um, they've been working on creating like. The hemp concrete and... um, Yeah, yeah. like They call it... uh, Very
3: interested in that as well.
0: They have like a hemp plexiglass Uh, that I've seen them put on display.
3: Okay. Very cool. I have to look them up after.
0: I see. We're we're very much trying to do a lot of... We've got people doing industrial projects. We've got um, a guy in San Antonio who... His name is Amos Lozano. He's, he had a juice bar, and that's where he originally started doing business. And then he yeah. created a company called MJ's to make hemp T-shirts. Mm-hmm. And then he went back to the juice bar concept. It was like, I'm going to build a new facility completely out of hemp. Yeah. Out of hemp products. Yeah. So it was like hempcrete put together. Yeah. And the issue that we've run, we're running into still, and this is not just a Texas problem, mm-hmm. is that there is no building code yet for using, uh, like, Using Full the space
3: on. out for so, the hemp. Doing
0: so. Yeah. so. there's some cities that go, no, you must meet that federal code. Mm. And one doesn't exist for this hempcrete yet. Yeah. Oh. So they got, they got ingenuity and they into it, and they wound up raising it up and putting it on a trailer. And they're like, well, it's not a foundation building.
3: <laughs> yeah, you got to find the loopholes, I guess.
0: But they wound up, they create a whole yeah. juice bar out of this. Wow. So there's people being innovative in Texas with that.
3: That is Okay, so that's pretty cool. And that's really interesting to hear that, you know, someone is going to be opening the largest industrial hemp, like, processing plant, or is that what Uh, you were saying?
0: uh, Panda Biotech. Panda
3: Biotech. So that, I feel like, can't happen without uh, collaboration between, like, the business owner and the local politicians, and...
0: Well, there was lots of meetings with that. Yeah, I'm sure... Wichita Falls was not the first city they looked at, either.
3: So then, okay, so is this um, a county-by-county where you find people who are open to, like, These things, or is it statewide? Our
0: law is written that that no county can ban it. Okay. Which is kind of odd, because like, our alcohol laws in the state allow for a county to be what we call wet versus dry. Yeah, yeah. Mm yep. But we do not allow a dry hemp county to exist. Okay. So you can sell in any county. Yeah. You obviously got to go through whatever permitting process a city may have or county may have. Yeah. And I imagine there's people who've put in for permits and they got denied because they're just like, we don't want that type of business in our town.
3: Yeah, I've heard of that in Illinois, where I'm from.
0: It becomes um, an issue we've had. Uh, we were talking, discussing this last night. Was there were a group of farmers who they were they're mm-hmm. they basically vertically integrated? Yeah, yeah. And the county, it wasn't that I would say they weren't open to it. Was they had not been disseminated information exactly to correctly. Tell them, hey, this is a this is this new thing. Is mm-hmm. it's this weird? Own carve out. It's going to look, smell, and <laughs> Similar. feel like weed, but yeah. it's not legally weed anymore. Yeah. So yeah. they had a raid. Um, this was out in Navarro County. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sky and Hobbs Organics was the name of the company.
3: Sky and Hobbs, okay.
0: We had them on a, a podcast. So anybody who wishes to know more about that can go and watch the Sky and Hobbs episode uh, where we brought them on. And they spent over a year in a legal battle just yeah. trying to get out of trouble Yeah. for something they shouldn't have been in trouble for in the first place.
3: Mm-hmm. So... That brings me, I guess, <clears throat> to my next question. Just like it, it's, it's, there's no dry counties in Texas. Legally, you are you are able to go in and like create like start these businesses. What are what's kind of like the regulations that you have to like be mindful of? Like, what are the fees that people are having to pay? Like, what kind of what do you have to set up financially before even like mentally you have to know, like, OK, I need to have. Be ready to spend a hundred thousand dollars this like first year just to get all the paperwork. Our correct.
0: licenses, i what I've seen compared to other states, yeah. our licenses are horrendously cheap. Oh. Uh, th- now there's debate on whether okay. we were supposed to have the cost for some of these licenses, some of these other fees we have. But on like the Texas Agriculture Department side the Texas Department of Agriculture side. Yeah. You're looking at spending I think it's like two to three hundred dollars. Like the licenses themselves as two separate ones are like a hundred bucks a piece. There's some other little miscellaneous things you have to get with it. I think it comes out to about 300 bucks. That's nothing. (laughs) And then if you want to be a retail side, you go through our Department of State Health Services, DSHS. Um, You'll hear people in Texas refer to it as dishes for short. Uh,
3: Okay. Okay. That's easy Uh, to remember. Dishes. (laughs)
0: So our dishes is our Department of State Health Services. They govern the administrative code for the retail side. Which did mm-hmm. do that? It's like two separate licenses, $100 a hundred bucks apiece. Yeah. So it's two hundred bucks if you That's want. Nothing. It. So say you run a gas station and you want to sell. You can do it. It's... Which I do not ever recommend buying, as I say, gas station CBD. There are probably all legitimate brands out there, but yeah, I, I'm personally the type that thinks it's a little bit. I don't want to say delegitimatizing, but yeah, you don't want to be in line with a uh, gas station burritos.
3: <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you can never tell who's sneaking in what to the gas station
0: owner to put it on in their store. So. Something that um, a lot of people aren't aware of is we have what's called a lot permit fee.
3: Okay. Which...
0: Say like the room we're in right now, if you pull out the whole room and you had just one strain of hemp flower you were going to grow, yeah. that would be one lot permit fee. Mm-hmm. But if you have a specific size divider, yeah. between them you would need two lot oh, permit Oh, yeah, yeah, fees. yeah, yeah. If you grow a second strain, you need now mm-hmm. a second lot permit fee. Yeah. So you could actually have just five shelves with five plants on them. And if each shelf has a different strain going in it, you need five lot per
3: mm-hmm. so that's how they get how they get you then. It's like sixty is but yeah. it's not
0: like they're like, oh, a hundred thousand dollars for a lot permit I think I believe it's like sixty dollars.
3: Sure. But if you want to make the most use out of your space, <laughs> then that's how it gets you if you're trying to like
0: yeah, put
3: a, a lot of different strains
0: in one one spot. Let's say if you're trying to grow thirty strains in one little small building. Yeah.
3: Your You're going to pay Your <laughs> lot, and you
0: have and every time you start a new crop, you had to have a lot permit. Yeah. for it. So once you harvest that, that permit's gone for, for that lot.
3: OK, well, so the barrier of entry doesn't seem too terrible in Texas, but we were talking last night about just people in general. Not to, I don't want to generalize. So people don't come after me if I say anything that's too, that comes off as offensive. But, you know, you, you have the uh, generalization that people don't. Oh, sorry you have the generalization that people down in Texas are a little bit more religious, a little bit more conservative. So although you may feel like you're able to get through the, like the legal hurdles, the regulatory hurdles, um, how are, how are people able, or what's the sentiment in general with people in Texas, say San Antonio, or maybe, like maybe it's not everywhere you can go to. Maybe Austin is different than San Antonio, than, uh, Dallas and Houston. Like what's the The major
0: cities tend to be very, the majority is open to cannabis in general. Okay. Um, when you start getting in suburbs, there's suburbs of like Dallas, like Grand Prairie, mm-hmm. is a place where you do not want to be caught with, mar- especially marijuana on you. Yeah, dinner. yeah. Um, they have, their police chief showed up to our legislative session, was speaking flat out against cannabis decriminalization. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and it really, I'd say the, the more, there are areas where it's possible that. Uh, People are going, well, I haven't heard my pastor ever say that this is a good thing. Yeah. And there's a few pastors out there who are gonna be like, well, this is a drug, it's intoxicating, it's not good for you. Yeah. And my my personal thing, when I I personally, when I talk to people, I would say who you would think are religious about it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um it's a point of when we talk about using it for your your medical benefit. I've yeah. been trying to rephrase say medical use. Oh
3: yeah, I like that. It becomes
0: this strange thing with some people where they don't want to have recreational because there's medicinal, Mm -hmm. and I go, yeah, they're they're afraid that like we'll pick three medicines out of CVS that you'd use recreationally, and people are like, no. (laughs) So I was gonna say, if it's working for your health benefit, your medical benefit. Does our religion say that we shouldn't explore things that has been given to us for medical benefit?
3: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then you can even argue that why God put everything in this earth and he created everything kind of in his image. Why would he put something on this planet that obviously we found has use cases and is good for us? Why would it be bad? Like, how can we make the argument that this is bad?
0: And it's and I've heard I've strangely heard people, Well, God created volcanoes. Are you gonna go jump? It's like, Oh, well, it's well, we not, not my too. medical be- well, it's <laughs> not my medical benefit yeah, to go jump in a would, volcano.
3: But volcanoes also have their benefits as well. They are not pleasant and it it could it's not everything that's for our good will be easy and, uh, and painless. So hey, you can make an argument either way.
0: I so it, it's something that I've noticed is I don't think people are worried about I'd say that religious reasons are like, Oh, that's a sin. It's, they're worried, more worried about that. It's a vice and it would be be abused. And it's as we've, we've had to elaborate. Um, I appreciate a doctor. I have Dr. Brimberry has told me this and I loved how he said it was. He goes, a medical program is not to intoxicate people. Mm -hmm. A medical program is to heal you. Or yeah. help you out with an ailment you have. Mm-hmm. Our goal is not to intoxicate you. Our goal is to make you feel better. Yeah. And if we're intoxicating you, then we need to adjust what's happening because exactly. that's not our goal. Exactly. So yeah. if you have people saying, "Well, they're just want to be in the medical program so they can be wasted," yeah, that's somebody who, as the doctor would say, is abusing, possibly abusing yeah. the program, and we're yeah. not wanting that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're wanting, as we say, responsible adult use. When
3: exactly. It's bad yeah. we have
0: to say responsible adult because. Unfortunately, there are irresponsible adults out there. And when you're irresponsible, you think you should face a penalty if you've been hurting other other people. And that should
3: be also a part of the conversation as well to um, deter like bad actors from wanting to kind of come into this space and making it hard for people who are trying to be legitimate and be helpful from doing that. So, yeah, I agree. Bad actors should be treated, uh, should face consequences and people who do well in this space should be rewarded and shouldn't have to deal with with friction or hurdles. so. I, um,
0: any any other questions you have about the Texas space? Anything that's been uh, on your mind?
3: Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm just here and I feel like maybe you've had other guests come on who are more educated and they know a lot more about hemp in the industry and the differences between hemp as a medicine versus hemp as a food. I'm like learning about hemp as a food. I'm learning about hemp as for clothing. Well, I, I knew that we can do that for clothing, but just like seeing learning about the various different use cases for it um, I guess, what advice maybe would you have for someone that's like myself that's considering they want to do it, they want to jump in, like beat first and dive in and get to know people like where can I mean, obviously we have the Texas Cannabis Collective, but where else can people go kind of to get involved and be a part of this community?
0: so in 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 texas yeah um we've had an organization that's been helping doing decriminalization measures across mm, texas yeah their their only focus has not been decriminalization um, They're looking at like wage issues they've been looking yeah. at um, no knock warrants went on our like in the city I'm in, we had a decrim measure mm-hmm. to not arrest for four ounces of flour or less, but we also attached no knock warrant raids. Yeah. So we said, let's let, we don't want that happening yeah. in our city. Yeah. So Ground Game Texas has been involved with that. They've helped us do. We've worked with them uh, in several cities. They collect signatures to do things such as that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have another group, Texas Normal in Texas. Okay. Helps work towards getting like better medical programs and legalization in, yeah. in the state, and they focus a lot more on the state level items, and then mm-hmm. possibly like a little bit on national. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to Jax James. She's the executive director there, and I believe she's the state policy director for National Normals, Normal now. Okay. So she's yeah. definitely somebody to to be in the know to know about, yeah, and see yeah, what yeah. she's talking about with the space. Yeah. We've got a, a group, uh, Texas for Responsible Marijuana Policy, mm-hmm. that has advocated for like decrim measures. Yeah. And we say responsible use. It's yeah. a proper medical program. Common a, sense yeah, uh, yeah, policy. Yeah. Common sense like, yeah. legalization policies. Yeah. And they've been they've been at the Capitol. They they work more on uh, state level items as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's disability groups in Texas that are work, that are working with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel bad because some of the names are off the top of my head. I'm, You're I'm dropping not,
3: gems, though. I, like, I wish I could be talking and taking notes, but I guess I'll have to like watch the podcast again and like write down all of the the people you've mentioned and all of the groups
0: you've mentioned because it's, it's been really helpful so far. Um, one of the guys who's the MC out here, uh, Dalton O'Neill, mm-hmm. and then the other MC, uh, Leah Latskins, mm-hmm. um, they both do green light events and they campus okay. cannabis advocates yeah. in the space. They just. Uh, we were the advocacy partner for an event we had in Texas in Dallas about just a week and a half ago.
3: yeah
0: called the Texas Cannabis Roundup. Um, we've got a podcast where we've brought Dalton on, so anybody who's interested about Dalton and his group, Greenlight, can go on and, and find our podcast, one of our early, one of our first, like 10 to 15 episodes we had, we had them on. Okay, cool. Um, cool. There's all sorts of uh, Susan Hayes, who's also running for ad commissioner, She's an okay. attorney that helped craft the hemp laws in Texas. Okay, cool. So she's somebody to be paying attention to who who talks about hemp Mm -hmm. laws. Um, Andrea Steele and Lisa Pittman are also attorneys in the cannabis space in Texas. Okay. They work high-profile cases. Uh, Andrea Steele assisted with a Delta 8 case we had going on. Um, Yeah,
3: you did tell me about, or I I heard this conversation last night.
0: Uh, (laughs) She's working with another attorney, David Sergi, um, who runs his own private practice. He was uh, one of the leads on that case. Yeah. And... They were, they're, they're working with a group called the Texas Hemp Federation. Mm -hmm. Yet again, another podcast we've done, Jay McGuire and the Texas Hemp Federation. Um, they helped the Sky and Hobbs group, uh, get out of, I want to say get out of, they helped get their case dismissed for this bogus raid that took place. Mm -hmm. And our state was trying to get rid of Delta eight through administrative procedures and they did it all sorts of jacked up. Mm -hmm. Um, they claimed that they had a meeting there was no comment on a meeting and pretty much nobody has shown up, and we're like, "Yo, um, you're having a court case, and a thousand people are watching in the hemp industry. That's how involved we are. Exactly. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to believe you have a legitimate hearing, and nobody, and all of a sudden, nobody showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, when we put our hemp laws into place, when we first started doing this little procedure, as they like call it, the dance. <laughs> mm-hmm. The uh, the room where we held this hearing, it was like almost like an auditorium, like yeah. for like a college, and every seat was full. There were people standing at the back. There were people standing outside. Yeah. There's hundreds of people yeah. just wanting to like, give input and hear about what's going on. That's
3: amazing. <laughs> so, to,
0: so to hear that we had a, a, somehow an administrative hearing yeah. to make a decision that's supposed to be based on science mm. just sounds, it sounds shady.
3: It does. It does sound a little shady. But I do have a question off of everything you've said just now. So, yeah, there's these are all the various ways people can get involved. They can understand, like, who is making decisions legally, like the groups, uh, the associations, the collectives. But if there's someone who says who's just interested in the industry and they want to work a normal nine to five, like, what are the jobs that uh, this industry provides? Like, can I, as a software developer, look to a company and say, like, hey, do you need someone to do your website? Do you have people doing your website? Or are there other like what are the some? Some of the jobs, I guess, people. Oh, there's
0: there's software development jobs. Yeah. I know um, a guy named Nathan Murphy who's also involved in the space. He works. Okay. He's working in marketing and he's done some software development stuff. I can't remember the top of my head the company he's working with, but I know there's stuff where there's people doing software development. Yeah, uh, blockchain type software work. Yeah, okay. There's mm. there's people you can work retail. Obviously, there's going to be retail spaces yeah. you can work. There's labs like I had New Bloom labs here just a moment ago. Mm. There's gonna be labs like them who are looking for people to come in and be able to do testing and sampling. Yeah. People who have, who have science backgrounds for that. Um, obviously like there's an industrial plant opening up. They're gonna need people who have Work, me- the mechanical fa- and yeah. electrical engineering backgrounds yeah. to be able to fix motors and mm-hmm. electrical equipment across the building. Yeah, as Things need maintenance. So
3: So how do people how are people able to find these jobs? Is there like a a consolidated place where all the hemp related cannabis related career. That's a good idea.
0: (laughs) I know. I think it would be. As far as I know, there is not. I think (laughs) think that would be a good idea. I think that's called Indeed.
3: (laughs) I know, but sometimes it's it's hard to narrow it down, but it it might be good to have like, Hey, this is everything that's going on in Texas. This is the support we need. These are the skill sets that we're looking for. And I I think that'll be great to maybe someone's ready to, you know, become a hemp farmer to open a dispensary, but they are ready to, you know, work a marketing job or be in retail space. So,
0: so there's, it's one of those things that um, I I'd say if you run a restaurant, you've obviously got all these auxiliary services that have to take place. Yeah. So there's like, there's banks that are obviously supporting that. We, uh, the cannabis collective banks with a group called Herring bank. Yeah, They're probably at times going to be looking to hire tellers or somebody yeah. who is a director for that. Yeah. Then there's, you know, so you've got a place that run equipment. You need chemists. Mm-hmm. You need people with, biology backgrounds and horticulture backgrounds, things of that nature. Uh, there's, there's jobs that are likely opening up for genetics research.
3: Yes. Yeah. I'm learning a lot about that. It's like seed genetics and just understanding the various compounds or the cannabinoids uh, that we haven't yet explored fully and their benefits and use cases. Yeah. I've learned so much. I have, my notebook is filled with various acronyms.
0: <laughs> we are going to go into our sponsor break here at the Lone Star Collective podcast. <laughs> Diane Ogede.
3: yes yes right. yep
0: and you've joined here you've been around here yeah walking the stage I thank you for spending your time with us thank and asking you for questions. having me uh, no problem appreciate you being here I hope yeah. you enjoy the rest of the event I'm Jesse Williams this is the Lone Star Collective podcast we'll be right back after this sponsor break from the Southern Hemp Expo in Nashville, Tennessee is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and the Lone Star Collective podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flour, pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta E and merch. For more information on their products, quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com.
2: Thrive Apothecary offers an experience truly unique from anything else in Texas, a full-service cannabis solution that is doctor-owned and offers customers every level of cannabis legally available in Texas, from traditional CBD products to emerging hemp-derived THC edibles, smokables, and now medical cannabis. As a licensed medical cannabis provider, prospective patients from anywhere in Texas can book a sponsored online eligibility consultation to determine if they qualify for a medical marijuana prescription from the comfort of their own. Home. Plus, for Texas veterans, the first prescription appointment is donated by Thrive. Visit thrivetx.com for more information. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective podcast, distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams.
0: Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. We're recording live from the Southern Hemp Expo in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm joined by guest Lisa Cepeda. Uh, you are known on Instagram as Texas Lisa. How have you enjoyed the, the expo so far?
4: I've enjoyed this expo very much. I'm here representing Texas. It's my first out-of-town expo, out-of-state expo. So it's exciting. It's also my first time in Nashville.
0: You've never been to NOCO?
4: Now I haven't been to Noco yet.
0: So My first one was Noco, so this is my second one. My first Southern Hemp Expo. I would say I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Seeing especially we have Texas people around here, such as yourself. Dalton's joined us. Uh, Dalton and Leah were doing MC work.
4: Yes, yes, it was great to see all the representation of Texas here in Nashville. We also have Grace with us at Texas Hemp today.
0: Yes, we're gonna be having her on here in a moment. We'll be she'll be getting to say some words here in, here in a few moments. Um, Is there anything here that you would say has stuck out to you being a Texas person?
4: I have to say, because I have to rep for them for sure, Trojan Horse Cannabis has really stuck out to me. I really like all their products, so I'll be working with them now because everything's hemp-derived THC, which we can totally legally sell in Texas. I'll be bringing that back with us.
0: I met them. We were talking about that. They were at the Lucky Leaf Dallas. (laughs) They're out of uh, California, correct?
4: Yes. And they have uh, some distribution going on in Colorado and Arizona. They're all over the U.S. Uh, and they were one of
0: the first people I saw that had a product where they were like, yes, you know, we made the gummy big enough that we can put enough THC in it.
4: Yes. That's why I first met them, too. Always on that on that particular product.
0: And they've been I'd say they've been kind of ahead of the game with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the I, I'm wondering, like, how would you say Texas was to me? Texas was like very leery about doing that. It seemed like it wasn't doable, mm-hmm. but it should have been to me painfully obvious you could. How would, you, I would say, how would you say Texas moved along with that from what you've seen?
4: Um, I mean, I, I feel like we're going along with it. I mean, it's what I feel like it's a very safe product to be selling within the state. I've always had, um, how do you say, like good highs with it um, on the dosing. It's just always have to pay attention to that. You have to look at your package, you know, look at the COAs, look where Hello. your product's coming from, know what you're putting in your body for sure. So it's like, you know, educating yourself as a consumer is a big step. Um, I'm a big fan of their high spirits beverage. That's something new that they're rolling out. So they've got an indica can, a sativa brand. Um, they're kind of like tall boys. You know how many ounces is um, that? Boy. Maybe 24? Yeah, tall boy. Unca Uh It's a 0.3% THC in the whole can. So you really get the spread of like a good amount of a high in the whole can rather than packing it in a smaller can. So it makes it to me easy to like throw back a few, like take some to a barbecue.
0: You know, okay, have, yeah. have a
4: four pack rather than just having just that one drink that might have like twenty milligrams in it. Like that's you you know, you, you know how you feel after that. I have to ask yeah. because
0: um I had a drink here the other day and I was like, Oh, this is this is more like sparkling water with actual flavor put into it, mm-hmm. but not so much that you're like, This is now lime soda. It was right proper like to me, properly lime accented soda. And there's some companies that they're basically they're giving you what tastes like a hard seltzer. Right. Which one would you say
4: where it falls? Um, it's definitely not a hard seltzer. Uh, it does have a little bit more of that limey uh, type of water flavor, but it, it is more carbonated to where it's sparkling. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, I would definitely say just about any beverage, beverage I had here that's like in the industry tastes really good. Like the flavor profile, just like with gummies, it's like you gotta have something that tastes good. So I love everyone's products that I've been tasting out here. Whether it be CBD, Delta A, Delta Nine, whatever it is, it's so good. Awesome.
0: Is there any speakers you've listened to, anybody that stood out?
4: Um, right now, I mean, everyone's really been speaking out. This last one is fresh in my head. We just uh, forgot his name, but he was talking about the education and trying to uh, break more of the ground into uh, athletes, you know, and talking into the NFL and NFL allowing to have more THC, you know, with the athletes. And, and I was more like, that's pretty significant. Consistently, Yes, exactly. So it shouldn't only be just like topical solutions like CBD. Like you can take things inside that for anti-inflammatory properties. And I was like, this is something that's pretty serious. I feel it's a good plant. It's a good plant medicine rather than putting all these other things in your body when you're trying to recover. A whole,
0: a whole salad of pills. I've run into it. They put, I call it the salad of pills where they, let's put you on pill A. Well, now symptom B is happening. Let's put you on pill B to fix the symptom. Well, now there's a new symptom. Let's put you on pill C and now you're on three pills and you just go in the circle until you're back to the symptoms you had before. And now you're on like 12 medications and you're like, yo, I feel worse. <laughs> well, what can we do to fix this? And so you, you stop taking all these meds and you're like, well, I feel way better now.
4: Yeah, I got to dial it back. So you hear it as a salad. I hear it as like a pill cocktail.
0: A cocktail salad. Um, if you've seen Grandma's Boy, where she's got the pills on the plate, she's putting the honey on it. Oh, I love
4: her. Grandma's Boy with the tea. Oh, yeah. I want to try that tea with Grandma. The
0: bay, B or bay or whatever her name was. and She's like, he's like, uh, that's quite the buffet you've got there. She's like,
4: thank you. That was a good movie. I need to watch it again.
0: <laughs> drive, monkey, drive.
4: Right, with the, with the plug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tried some Pineapple Express, and then that spun off into Pineapple Express, like the movie.
0: Yeah. Um, plug your Instagram.
4: My Instagram, give me a follow, Texas underscore Lisa. You can also find me on Snapchat as Texas underscore Lisa.
0: You got an event coming up, right?
4: I do have an event coming up. It's almost exactly a week away. It's next Sunday in Austin. So let me know if you're in Austin. I have a 50-person party barge booked, and it is the stoner party of the year. I do it every single year. And this year is to celebrate my one-year anniversary as Texas Lisa.
0: Awesome. We appreciate you coming and spending your time over here let you go cuz i know you've got to get to a lunch here in a moment. So, we thank Lisa Cepeda, Texas Lisa for coming on the Lone Star Collective podcast. I'm your host Jesse Williams. This is the live from the Southern Hemp Expo. We're going to bring on our friend Grace Delgado from Texas Hemp today. Come over here Grace. Thank you, Jesse. What up? A- what it be? Um Lone Star Collective Podcast. Host Jesse Williams. This is Grace Delgado. She runs Texas Hemp today. She's been joining us here at the Southern Hemp Expo in Nashville, Tennessee. What's the what's the event been like for you?
5: It's been a really beautiful event so far. Everyone has been super friendly. Uh, the staff, of course, everyone, all of the vendors, everyone's materials, top-notch, going up, going up and down the aisles and seeing how passionate everyone is about their products. So it's it's really cool to see like the multiple aspects of the industry come in one
0: great um has there been a booth in particular you would say it's just stuck out for you that you're like this man this is this is it and it can be the booth you just got the shirt at if that's the one. Oh
5: yeah that's one too so they yeah i don't remember their name but i uh, just the shirts in my backpack but yeah i just bought a shirt from there they're really cute it's a bunch of like leaves so fan leaves and like mushrooms and then it's really cute stuff printed on wood so definitely aesthetically pleasing i asked if it was made out of hemp wood and they said if they made it out of hemp wood they couldn't ride it like so people couldn't use it as a skateboard but they can for display purposes so I'd like to see more of that in the future and
0: they had skateboard decks there with like these mushroom designs on yes. it yes it was just it's somewhere between psychedelic Mario and Sonic the Hedgehog's mushroom world
5: that sounds like a paradise to me
0: <laughs> is there any is there been any uh, consumable Do You uh, booths that you would say stuck out to you
5: That is a very good question. I think definitely the beverages have been what stuck out to me the most. I really liked High Rise. It was a really clean, crisp, like bubbly drink, but it wasn't too bubbly. I really liked that. That's
0: what I was talking about with Lisa a moment ago was High Rise. Oh,
5: nice. And then Sprong, I think that's how you say their name. Um, They have a really good flavored beverage if you're definitely looking for something on the sweeter side. Um, Also, High Rise, one of their cans is a 20 milligram milligram can so if you want to get a little turnt on one can that is definitely something that you can do so i know that there are different brands that have like just people out there like While you're consuming beverages just being aware of how much dosage is in each can because i tend to like over drink and consume because especially with such such, like water just to be mindful of that so you don't get too high so that's the reason why i'm just pointing it out to you guys but i mean i love all levels of drinks
0: it's been um as we were talking about. I was trying to get to packaging earlier. Lisa was talking about with paying attention. Is that like there's packages where they say we have ten gummies and they're twenty five milligrams a piece, and then you have places like where we've got delta eight gummies that they're they're twenty five thirty milligrams a piece, or like there's fifty there's fifty in a gummy, and they've got ten gummies. So you've got to really pay attention because yes. two hundred fifty milligrams versus five hundred is a different day.
5: 100. And there's been a couple booths out here when it comes to their edibles. They will have non-medicated, but you still have the opportunity to just like taste what the gummies like. like. Um, I know I have a lot of experience in that field a little bit. So really feeling like, what's the texture in your mouth? How thick is it? You know, what type of, is this vegan? Is it not vegan? Is it, um, there is a company. Oh man, I forgot what their name is. So. But I have also their edibles. I bought them as well. Their gummies were really like, fluffy, like, pillows, almost. And it was really, really good. And the reason why it was made out of gelatin, they went through about how when you're having... Versus a pectin is the bioavailability based... Because it's not a vegan product. So, I thought... I know
0: exactly the company you're yeah, talking this, about. Yeah, this, yeah is, these guys. You know, these little so, things. They're from uh, Ghost Kitchen Hemp.
5: Yeah. They, they're... They tasted like little pillows, so I'm excited to dive dive into the package to see like what it tastes like in the packaging because that's like moisture and like other high level stuff that I have like education in. So, um, yeah, that's my favorite. Animals. Those was one of my favorites so far.
0: Mentioned about being able to like taste test, and I just popped in my head that that um, usually when a food comes out, there's colleges where they do these taste tests. Um, they'll put special colored lights. That way, they can change what the food looks like color-wise, and they see how much it changes the perception of the taste. So, like an example, um, Ohio State—not Ohio—Oklahoma State University does this. I've seen they have like a booth you sit in with like it has a regular white light, a red light, a blue light, and a yellow light. And this is why you don't see purple ketchup anymore. You don't see the green ketchup. That's
5: why. <laughs> All those commercials in the 90s where it was yeah. like purple ketchup, this stuff was like red ketchup. Just
0: kidding. It was something they didn't realize they had to start doing this because people are like, oh, cool, purple ketchup sounds cool. Until you start putting it on a plate with French fries. That's true. And you're like, this doesn't taste the same. It's, but it, it technically does. It's just your brain has told you now because it's purple, it's something wrong.
5: Mm, especially with kids and purple is I forgot what vitamin that comes from the purple plant, but kids are more susceptible to eat stuff like that looks healthy.
0: So we don't have that type of industry working for gummies right now. Nope. So you had to have taste tests set out to get a feel for what your customer may like Mm -hmm. versus the look of it.
5: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. just R and D all the time. Everywhere, everywhere you go.
0: (laughs) We don't have R and D where we should have R and D. Anything that you've got going on you want to plug? Any events you're going to be attending?
5: Um, I have Mary J's five-year anniversary that's coming up in October. So if you're in the Austin area and you love supporting women-owned businesses who are queer and all-inclusive, they're Texas' most inclusive dispensary – Come on down. It's a really great place. Or follow them on social media to check out the party. Really cool people. And if you want to follow me, I'm Texas Hemp Today on Instagram, Texas Cannabis Today everywhere else. And there we just cover anything on the hemp and cannabis world, on top of any psychedelic, and then Web three updates as well. So any NFT stuff and all that cool stuff that you see, you'll see on my page. So come on by.
0: Texas at Texas Hemp Today, correct?
5: Yes. Oh, all right on instagram
0: awesome great to have you here glad you're enjoying the event hope you enjoy the rest of your time in tennessee are you leaving today or are you
5: i'm going to the smoky mountains so i'm going to go foraging for mushrooms like a nerd which i am like totally love so i'm going to go foraging for mushrooms and hang out in the mountains
0: awesome that sounds like quite the adventure for the day it is. i'm this is over i'm personally i'm heading out i go get my car I'm gonna head to Walmart get a souvenir for my kiddo. Aww, hey. and, and then I'm gonna, cause I get like a shirt or something. And then I'm gonna hit the airport and I'm getting out of town. Ooh, Ooh. you should get him a hemp shirt. Hemp
5: shirt. Yeah. yeah, they have it all up the front. They have some really cool stuff, like even the guitar stuff up there too. Cause Morris's guitars, those are amazing. So I, I have some video of that. Morris's guitars are badass. So,
0: yeah, Morris is a, he's a guitar guy. Um, builds hemp he, apparently from I was saying years ago that's one of the things he started doing is building hemp based guitars it's
5: nice nice yeah they're really really cool I've, I've, I have some shots of them we should probably like throw some video footage of the guitars
0: alrighty well yet again we thank you for showing up we hope you enjoy your time here in Tennessee I'm Jesse Williams I'm the host of Lone Star Collective Podcast our guest Grace Delgado of Texas Hemp today we will be right back after these sponsor messages we are live Recording from the Southern Hemp Expo in Nashville, Tennessee.
2: Be sure to check out part two of the Lone Star Collective podcast, episode 50, featuring Kentucky Normal. Tennessee Growers Coalition, Morris Beagle, and Alva Baker of Farmco Solvents